0: What we have here is a boost, a signal boost. signal boost,
1: a boost for comic book kickstarter campaigns, brought to you by Spoiler Country. Each episode we bring you current campaigns that we think you should support, talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now, sit back, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today.
2: Hey, all right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kenneth Gregan. That's Johnny Horsley. And today is the Kickstarter single boost number six. I can't believe it, right? Yeah, six man. already. Six of them. And it's, I, I think we're
1: doing good work here. I think the people who have been on this, the first five, have gotten some kind of a boost from us because. So far, everyone's reported to me that after they've've posted it, you know they've seen their numbers go up a little bit, which I can't 100 percent say it's because of what we do here, but I like to think a little bit of it is because of that because hey, I know like, any one of you out there
2: <laughs> The ringmaster was like way behind, and yeah. they had what 48 hours, and they still had a lot of ground to make up, and they got that. they got it. After yeah. coming on, we released it right away, and and boom. I mean, we can't say that's because of us, but that's no. definitely we definitely helped contribute to that. But if anybody out there listens listening to this, these
1: Kickstarter sooner and go out there to the ones that we talk about and, and give them a back, if it was just a dollar or two, uh, I want to say thank you right off the bat because really the whole point of this sooner boost episodes we do here is to help spread the word of indie comics on Kickstarter to help yeah. creators get their books out there.
2: Yeah, it's cool, man. It's important because it gives people – they don't have to go to the big bad publisher guys to get anything out and, and you know, and beg for them to even look at their stuff.
1: Well, It, it leaves the creators in control of the, what they want to release, which is kind of nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, actually.
1: It really is. It's it's a different day and age of what there was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it is.
2: So who do we got today? We got Gary Scott Beatty from Zombies End, and then we have Michael... Emirates for
1: Life and Space Anthology. Yes, we do. They're both really fun to talk with. They both have lots of really fun stories. And actually, um I'll, I'll, I'll say it later. But no, it was really, really great to talk with both of them. And they're both uh, both have what looks to be really interesting books to to read.
3: Cool, cool. So first up, Gary Scott Beatty with Zombies End. Hi, this is Gary Scott Beatty. My Kickstarter is Zombies End. It's an exclusive Kickstarter edition of a 56-page full-color graphic novel. Uh, a living head in a bucket must convince humanity that the only solution to the zombie apocalypse lies within his own chaotic mind. Yeah, he's
1: just a head in a bucket with eyes on it, which is pretty. It's pretty weird, man. Yeah. But the below him is, and the girl in the cage, that's, that's his zombie daughter, right?
3: It is his zombie daughter, and the two of them actually have the, uh, the uh, uncanny solution to this zombie problem.
1: So where'd you get the idea for a character that is a head in a bucket like that?
3: Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, a lot of these characters are actually coming from uh, my first graphic novel from last year called Wounds. But I, I want to make it clear that they're two uh, different stories. They don't have to be read together. The end of that thing, the hero ends up that his, uh, he's a head in a bucket. <laughs>
1: so he ends that story as a head in a bucket. comes to the story with a zombie daughter? Yes, yes.
3: Very interesting. So needless to say, he's gone through quite a trauma. He's having a hard time putting it all together. And, and that's, part, that's part of what the book is, is the readers go along with this guy trying to put together what's going on. What's reality, uh, and uh, to come up with the solution to this zombie crisis? So
1: his daughter in the cage, she has something to do with the ultimate ending, right? She's the key or something. She does, right? Okay. I
3: can't go any further into that.
1: <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I want to know no, though. No,
3: that. No, that's okay. Uh, you, you're probably your job as uh, the person interviewing me is trying trying to get that out of me. That what is the solution to the zombie crisis? I can tell you what it's not, though. It's uh, it's not bombs or guns, and it's not uh, vaccines or uh, uh, that kind of thing. That's interesting. It
1: sounds like you have a really interesting take on how to, quote-unquote, cure the zombie apocalypse. That's cool. I'm excited to read that. So I noticed in your email that I found you were giving away a free book to the first 100 backers. Have you hit that 100 backers yet?
3: Uh, last I looked, a couple a couple hours ago, we
1: had not hit 100 backers. Well, I'm sure I hit it soon because people love free stuff. You know, I do.
3: Yeah, I'm giving a lot of I'm giving away a lot of stuff and the first is the first 100 backers get a uh uh eight a eight page story full color uh horror story from me. That's so. awesome.
1: So you doing everything, you know, pencils, inks, colors, letters, the whole nine yards? I sure
3: am. Boy, I wish I I wish I some of it out
1: cause <laughs> Yeah, it's tough to do it all yourself, man. I know that routine.
3: Well, it is, and uh, I'm uh, I'm not exactly a new creator, but I'm kind of new to Kickstarter, and I'm building a building an audience over there. And uh, I know how to do everything, so the best way for me to save money and save my backers' money is to do it myself. Yeah, ultimately
1: that saves you money, but it takes so much time to do it all by yourself. Yeah,
3: just just tons and tons of time, but <laughs> that's okay. It beats uh, you know laying brick or something.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. I did that with my dad when I was a kid. It was tough work, oh, man.
3: Oh, you have? Oh man, that is hard work.
1: Yeah, my dad and I did this little brick wall, and it was, God, it's, it's heavy, it's tough, it, it hurts after a while, and I'm not built for that.
3: No, that's that's hard work. That's Holland Bricks' uh, heavy, heavy stuff.
1: So if I remember right, this story is the second book in a
3: series, or tell me about that. Right, you can read either one, and uh, either book is its own uh, self-contained story. You can read them together as one and two if you want, but that's not necessary. They're, they are self-contained stories.
1: So, in this one, I think, can go back to normal.
3: Oh no! Um, <laughs> um, the uh, well, let me just tell you, this solution at the end of this book is not. It's not going back to the world we know. It's not going back to normal. There is no coming back from this solution at the end. So it sounds like you've got something here.
1: It's not similar to anything else out there. that's its own unique take on. On how to "quote unquote" end the zombie apocalypse, you know,
3: not even similar. Yeah, yeah, I think I've come up with a really interesting solution that will appeal to comic book readers. That is uh, kind of a surprise, but on the other hand, it's it's a logical uh, a logical progression.
1: As logical as one yep. can be with a story that has a talking head in a bucket and a zombie girl in a cage with army guys around him doing what they're doing. <laughs>
3: Yeah, uh, one of my buddies described it as uh, David Lynch, the the Twin Peaks movie guy, as if he had made a zombie story. I, I like that description because that's kind of where my head is at.
1: Well, there's worse people to be compared to as far as storytelling goes.
3: Well, no, never,
1: <laughs> <laughs> never. Yeah, I haven't watched the new series. That I've watched the old one, but I've I've yet to catch up on the new series of Twin Peaks. I haven't
3: got it yet. No, I'm I've been so busy with this other stuff. I'm way behind. I just. Just kicked in the first season of um uh the the uh, I should I shouldn't have come up with it unless I could come up with the name <laughs> Ash and the and the uh, oh Ash versus Evil Dead Ash versus the Evil Dead yeah oh that's a riot man that is that
1: oh is yeah great. I just started that show I've watched the first episode but I didn't finish it oh it's just
3: so hilarious I mean yeah <laughs>
1: well I mean I love Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead first movie and stuff but I just I don't think I was in the right mood to do it yeah. I. I don't know. I was tired, and I probably shouldn't have started a brand new show when I was super tired, not wanting to stay up and try and pay attention to it. You know?
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There you go. (laughs) Well, it's it's pretty straightforward. So if you were, you must have been pretty tired because they don't. It's completely different from Zombies End because they are they are not trying to to confuse you at all in in that show. They they're leading you A to B to C to D, and it's. It's just a hoot. It's just really fun.
1: Yeah, I really need to get another chance. You know, I love Army of Darkness, and I love Bruce Campbell, so you know, I need to just sit down and, and try and watch it again.
3: I would recommend it for horror. But like I said, it's, it's completely different from Zombies End. Zombies End is uh, it's kind of uplifting at the end for horror because it, it ends, I guess, in what you might call a positive fashion.
1: <laughs> as positive <laughs> as it can be
3: with a guy with his head in a bucket. It, it's Pretty depressing throughout, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I like, the I like depressing horror. I like horror that takes you a place you haven't been. And, and, uh,
1: yeah. A good horror movie is going to leave you with feeling something icky inside and not let you all be happy at the end. You should have you should feel icky.
3: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of like the first Evil Dead movie.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big fan Where, of the first Evil Dead, like, or the second one, at least. I like the first one. The second one's weird. No,
3: I, I don't pick favorites ever. I love everything, actually. There's very few things that, uh, in that genre that I don't enjoy. Uh, I'm also a writer for Dread Central, and I go in there and I I come up with these old black and white goofy ass uh, um, horror movies, and and there's a there's a certain charm to those also. So I I, I enjoy a lot of different genres. I don't think people ought to ought to limit themselves to to different genres. There's there's so many out there.
1: Oh man I agree there's such good stuff in all genres don't ever don't watch a genres because oh I don't like that or I don't read that or i don't i don't I don't want to read a horror movie or a romance novel you can get good stuff in everything you know my wife used to hate i mean I mean hate horror films, but over the last couple of years it's become a family tradition that every Christmas time we sit and watch horror movies all December long, so it's now it's Christmas is our horror time which is kind oh, of funny that's
3: great, that's great. uh so, so you're not watching any of the Santa slasher things, right? There's a couple of those out there. Oh no,
1: no, no! We watched the classics. you like, watched Critters and Jaws, and my daughter's trying to get me to let her watch Child's Play and watch, you know, all the good cheesy ones from the old days. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, we love the old corny ones that just that are just you know so bad they're funnier. So, so much on the the older side that are just corny and funny, you know.
3: Sure. No corny's fine. You you might. Uh... You might suggest Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, we love Labyrinth she's, Man. It's such a great movie. Oh, yeah, it scared the hell out of my, my littlest girl uh, the first time she watched it, but since she's become a big fan. It's really funny how some of those things that scare the heck out of you when you're really young, those are the ones you kind of gravitate to later on. And, of course, then there's the then there's the Vincent Price uh, movies from the 50s and, and that kind of thing, Oh, yeah, I love the old Bo Lugosi horror films. They're so much fun. You know? they're, just, yeah, yeah, they're just a good time. Yeah. They're, just, they're just fun. They are. They are fun. Now, some of them are kind of slow going, so you got to kick and just put yourself in the mood. But I really like that uh, the gothic uh, feel, the feel you get from the, the big sets and the shadows and the misty evening and stuff. Yeah, because uh, I think that's why we like horror, is we go into horror to feel something. And uh, it's either to feel frightened or to feel like uh, Ash versus Evil Dead to laugh because it really is funny, even though blood's flying all. And that gothic stuff gives you a definite feel. That's the the charm of the fifties gothic movies is that that shudder that you get from the whole thing. It's not a it's not a jump scare. It's a it's a slow burn shudder.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of jump scares. You know. Uh, not in my movies, not in my in my my books, my comics. I just don't. I'm not a big fan of them doing the job. I either have a slow burn or something that just is actually kind of terrifying. We're not
3: not really a jump scare, you know. Well, that's good, John, because it's awfully it's awfully hard to have a jump scare in a graphic novel. Well, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> when you think about it, they, sometimes you can get a you turn a page and it's like oh yeah yeah. But as far as uh, a jump like a hello a haunted house kind of jump scare, it's really hard to do in a graphic novel. Well, I mean, if you could figure that out, you have a whole new genre to tap into, you know. I know how to do them in haunted houses, though. I have done haunted houses. Yeah. The the biggest thing about scaring somebody in a haunted house is to get them looking in a certain direction and then kick it, kick the scare from another direction. Because if you get them concentrating in one spot or at something because they think something's going to happen there and it happens in another place, you've got a jump scare right there.
1: Yeah, my wife hates haunted houses. I mean, she used to. So we were first got married, we went to a haunted house with our kids, and our, our son was probably, I don't know, a couple months old. And we get in there, we get to the first part of it, and we go through this tunnel thing, and somebody reaches out and grabs her arms for the jump scare portion, and then she freaks out, and her tick grabs baby and just bolts it out to the door to the exit and <laughs>
3: like, gets the hell out of there. That's okay. It's good to know your limits. That's okay. I wouldn't force anybody into horror that they uh, wouldn't appreciate.
1: Well, that's true. You don't want to force somebody into something they don't want to, they're not comfortable with. And that's fine. I mean, sometimes it's good to step outside your comfort zone. That's okay, too. But ultimately, read what you want to read and have fun with it. So, well, Gary, I want to thank you for joining us today or joining me today because Kendrick's not here and talking to me about your book, Zombies In. Ever listening, go to Kickstarter, check out Zombies In there. Go ahead and back it. If you can back it with a dollar, cool. If not, that's fine, too. It's definitely one that I think is worth backing and worth reading. There'll be links in the description to it more. And again, Gary, thank you so much for joining
2: us today.
3: Yeah, no, thank you very much. Thanks for talking with me, John.
2: <laughs> all right that that was interesting so yeah that'll be a good one actually i you know is a big there's a big <laughs> twist coming
1: right i don't i don't i don't know the twist as i said in the recording there you know he sent me four pages of it or like four or six pages of a preview yeah. to read and i read those that, that preview and i got to the last page and i was like no i want to keep reading because i want to know what happens to this severed head in the bucket and this zombie girl below him in a cage you know it looks really cool, and
2: yeah. he it was, looks you know, original. He... Which I, you know, yeah. I mean, because I mean, let's just all face it: the zombie thing is a little played out. So
1: yeah, it's been going for a while. It's been going for
2: a <laughs> while, and so it's cool when somebody actually has something new in the genre to say and, and and present something different. I like it.
1: Yeah, and as much as I pressured him to try and give me the secret of what his ending is, he wouldn't tell me. So
2: <laughs> not even off air, huh?
1: Not even off air. No, if I couldn't get him off air, so I'll have to actually read the whole thing if I want to know what's going on, which I will.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he sounds like yeah, a cool so guy.
1: He was, he was. He's a guy. Funny side story. So he, I, I, I follow. How I found out about him is I follow his email list. I joined, I joined his email list probably last year sometime because mm-hmm. he has some. I like his artwork. And <clears throat> there's another creator that I met at a con a couple years ago, who I talked with, who I'm also friends on Facebook with, named Greg Scott Bailey. And his name's Gary Scott Beatty, so <laughs> when I emailed him and I felt like shit when and I'll say it here because I want to call myself out on this when I emailed him to ask him to come on about up for the Kickstarter Saturn boost, I totally called him Greg and I felt so bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. When we had St- Stephen Frank on, I kept calling him Stephen Franks,
1: right so the whole
2: thing, Franks, and he was like very nice about it when he could have been like, dude, stop saying have been, my name. He
1: could wrong. Like, you're like, dude, shut the fuck up. Come on. He's being a douche. <laughs> right.
2: right. Skadoosh.
1: Skadoosh bag. Anyway, all right. Up next is Michael Emirates. So just to preface it so you know uh, a little bit about Life in Space Anthology, if everybody listening, is it's an anthology with a bunch of people, which is, I guess, what anthology means. But there's a twist. It's part of the 100 Days Project,
0: where it's you, create a, you create your story in 100 days from start to finish.
2: So this is Life in Space Anthology.
0: Hi, I'm Mike Emmeritz. I'm uh, one of the creators of the Life in Space comic book anthology put out by The Hundreds. Um, it's an anthology that was created in 100 days by artists who've completed the 100 days of making comics challenge started by Kevin Cross.
1: That sounds like didn't, I didn't even know about that challenge until I saw this Kickstarter.
0: You know, it's funny that you say that because we've got like a massive influx of people trying to join the Facebook group now since we've done the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> see, actually, I, I did. I,
1: I do twenty-four hour comic day every year, and I did. Uh, I do. I do a lot of comic challenges when I see them, just because it's it's fun. And I never, I just saw this one. I was like, "Oh, that's a really cool idea."
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. Man, you should definitely join it. Then it's it's awesome. We've uh, we've got a little community online that's been really growing the last few years, and uh, they're really nice. supportive. Everybody kind of uh, gets to know each other, and uh, it's it's been great. That's awesome. So, is this book is is all the stories over an overall theme? yes um about a year ago we decided uh that we wanted to make a book because a lot of us had done the challenge you know over the course Mm -hmm. of a few years we've done it several times uh, and like i just mentioned got to know each other so we said hey let's do a book and then we kind of did it like uh just sort of like a communal effort like we would we would vote on things and everybody would kind of contribute their own ideas and the idea that we all liked for the theme was life in space so we told everybody all right this is our theme this is what you got to do but how you want to interpret it that's completely up to you so we've got stories that are pretty hard sci-fi you know they, they took it very mm-hmm. literally like this is what life would be like out in space um right. others took it as like uh, what might life be in space? So more of like an alien kind of approach. And then you've got the complete other side of the spectrum where someone took it into, uh, you know, a couple of guys, uh, uh just chilling out, looking at the stars, kind of spacing out that kind of thing. So, <laughs> Perfect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How, how long are the stories? Are they are given page length?
0: Yes, uh, they're each about six pages each, and uh, we've got a total of 15 of them now. so the book totals up to nice. be about 136 pages with all of our uh, like table of contents and the pinups and stuff like that.
1: That's pretty cool. That's a really cool idea. I like I, I'm a, I like anthologies because you get a uh, especially
0: with lots of creators in because you get a, um different voices telling different stories in the same theme so oh, comes yeah. cool. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite things about this book is none of the none of the stories are the same. They're all very different. Everyone has very different styles, very different uh, uh, storytelling sensibilities, and all that. It's 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 cool. This and I, I know that I took part in it, but I, this is actually a book that I would actually <laughs> want to own. It's <laughs> it's good to be
1: passionate and like the like the products you produce. I I, I think so. You know. Yeah. If you're cause if you're if you're producing a book, and you're like, well, I wouldn't buy that. Then is, you know they're not doing the right thing. If you but if you would, if you would buy it, then. You're doing the right thing, you know?
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So what do you do for the book? What did you do in this book?
0: Um, I, I edited it and uh, and designed the layout. And I was also one of the... the um coordinators i guess you could say it was myself uh, marshall couture uh, going by marshall lee now and uh, our other friend chris mcquinlan and uh, we each had done the challenge and we each kind of acted as the the managers i guess you could say of the book so we would you know kind of make the decisions based on everybody's input and keep everybody on track make sure we got all the content in and then uh each of us also did a comic in the book as well
1: so you wrote andrew one too yes yeah
0: nice double double duty (laughs) so what's what's yours about uh, mine's called Julie Jupiter. It's sort of a, a throwback to, aesthetically, it's sort of a throwback to the kind of stuff that you would see in like 2000 AD or heavy metal, like more okay. of like a classic kind of style. Um, but it's not a mature story at all. In fact, all the stories in the book are about a teen rating. We tried to keep it so that it was accessible to more people. Um, but anyways, that I idea. like... Yeah, I thought so. Because we have a, a real diverse group of people in the group itself. So we didn't want to alienate anybody. We wanted to be able to be inclusive. So, um, But Julie Jupiter is like... I like taking really mundane kind of characters and then throwing them into bizarre, absurd kind of situations. So uh, Julie is a meter maid on a satellite (laughs) that is orbiting the planet. And I have this really like just goofy kind of exposition to introduce the whole thing about how that satellite even ended up there. But um, right. <laughs> she's just going about her day, doing her normal stuff. There's a taxi cab driver that's trying to get away with parking in a no-parking zone, you know, pretty normal stuff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, there's a bank robbery, and it's uh, it's because of Julie's um, <laughs> amazing abilities as a meter maid that she's able to thwart <laughs> the bank robbers. <laughs>
1: I like that. Her amazing abilities as a meter maid It's what yes. helps solve them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That <This> sounds fantastic. <laughs> That Uh, is cool, man. Yeah, it was. So, you guys are you guys planning to do another one after this?
0: Uh, I can't say officially, but we there have been talks. There have definitely been talks. Yeah. A lot of it was kind of riding on whether this was even a success or not, because we we didn't know how this was going to turn out. Um, well, like, so
1: far it's 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 it looks pretty good.
0: I know we we blew away our goal, and I, yeah. that just shocked all of us. We were we were honestly thinking like it's going to take us the whole time to maybe reach our goal, and then hopefully we reach that first stretch goal, and we met our goal you in less double. than two days. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So. I mean, that, that tells you that, that tells you you did something right. People are hitting it in two days, and you're practically or around right, right about double your goal right now, and you still have 13 yeah. days to go. I know it's crazy. <laughs> The more, you know, the higher it goes, the better it goes for everybody involved, I assume.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We, the the whole kind of uh, premise of our our campaign is to print books for all the different creators. And since we have 20 of them, you know, we, we need quite a bit to be able to do that. So the more people pledge, the more books, all the creators will get. So.
1: Yep. And then the more shows that those books can go to and spread the word out. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's, it's, uh, I'm excited to read this one. It seems I'm actually excited to read everything I, l- I just love reading comics and I'll be honest. I' read everything. <laughs> yeah, I read so many indie comics every day that it's 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 insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> but this one, if I'm being honest, this one does that does sound a lot of fun because I like sci-fi i like I like I like anthologies I like stories I like sh- short stories that kind of get to the point and you know it's not drawn out over you know a hundred pages for one story, even though that can be fun. yeah, I find myself in. If I can, because I you know I work and I have kids and I podcast and I do art and whatever. Oh, yeah. If I can finish a story in like ten minutes, it's like perfect because so then I can grab on my break, grab a book, read a couple of stories, put it down, and come back to work.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I mean that's one of the main reasons that I love anthologies too, and I'm a huge fan of uh, of Heavy Metal in 2000 AD. Like I said, oh, yeah. so I got I got a little stack of back issues, and that's most of the comic reading that I do is something that I can do very quickly, like take mm-hmm. a short little break and then get back to work. So. Yeah, Same. I, I love that stuff too.
1: Nice, nice. Well, Michael, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I, I wish you the best of luck with the Kickstarter. And as soon as this goes live, I'll send you all the links so you can share it around. And everybody listening, get out there to the link down below in the, in the description. Click on it and support Life in Space at Comic Book Anthology.
0: Very cool. Thanks, man.
2: So this looks really good, man. Yeah, it does. Space it looks anthology, super interesting. The cover art by Kevin Cross. You have yeah. a long list of creators. You have Jerry Gonzalez. Kerry Sherman, Holly Brown, Michael Emirates, Casey Robertson, Marshall Lee, Chris McQuinlan, Noah Oxboss, Dalibor Zukjovic, J. Allen Ratz, Nyanomal. Good job
1: with that pronunciation there. <laughs>
2: Patrick Brown. Yeah, you're welcome, buddy. Adam Lohr, Gazbot, Scott Circlin, Karen Lewis Bonfiglio, Linwood Brown III, Sasa Fitzgerald, and Johannes Vick. That is a lot of people putting something together. That is really cool,
1: and what's cool, what the coolest thing for me about it is, is everything's done in hundred days. You have to, from conception to completion, is a hundred day book, or a hundred day story. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And I guess if you, I, what's funny is, I actually, I actually joined them, so I'm now part of the hundred day comic book challenge. I guess challenge campaign group, whatever. Yeah, I joined, I, I joined their private, the private group on Facebook with them. So I, I can see like the behind the scenes of how they do stuff. And one of the guys, I can't remember the name of who it was, but one of them. Is it one of the um, ones they mentioned? Oh, I mentioned? Yeah, it's one of the ones in here, but I can't remember who it was. They, um, or maybe it wasn't. I don't remember. But anyway, somebody in the group, they're working on their next story for 100 days, and they're cataloging it on YouTube. So oh, every wow. day on YouTube, they record and they, what they're doing, and they post a video of what they've done, on the, of the work they've done on their comic for that day.
2: Yeah, this is incredible. 100 days, 20 creators, 13 comics, 10 pinups, one super rad book
1: yeah and they're and they're actually up to 15 stories they've added two more stories since they made that the hickstarter which is pretty cool
2: wow that's a lot to do man
1: yeah and michael was so cool to talk with i mean we ended the conversation with me being like yeah i'll be a part of this hell yeah i'll do 100 days 100 day challenges awesome. (laughs) (laughs) this is similar to what comic jam does on the web yeah it's similar, yeah. Comic Jam does more of a one-page thing. This is more of a whole story thing, which so it's, yeah. it's, it's similar and similar yet different. But it's 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 a good idea. Anything that gets creators creating and working together and collaborating is what gets you to be better a better person. You know, a better yeah. not, not a better person, but a better creator. I think.
2: Yeah. Well, there you go, man. That's amazing. That's cool. Yeah. So if you're out listening,
1: you know. If you can only back one, pick one that sounds the most interesting, interesting to you and go back. If you can back a dollar, back a dollar. If you can back more, back more. If you can back both of them, back both of them. I think yep. both these books are worthy to back, worthy to read.
2: Yeah, go check out Gary Scott Beattie's Zombies In and Michael Emirates' Life in Space Anthology. The links will be in the show notes, so you can go right yep. to their Kickstarter. Uh, if you go to Kickstarter and just look up those names, they come right up. And you can literally just look up Zombies In, it comes right up, or Life in Space Anthology comes right up. So yep, go yep, that way exactly. This is Spoiler Country. Thanks for listening. We are located where, Johnny? Where where can people hear us? Where can they communicate with us? Where can they get their Spoiler Country just swag on? The, you can get your swag on here on Earth. Not uh,
1: bad. <laughs> uh, anywhere podcasts go, any podcast you have, type in Spoiler Country, you'll find us. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. We're on YouTube. We're on Google Play. We're on. We're going to be on Spotify. We're going to. everywhere. Just search for Split Crunchy. You'll find us there. It's where everywhere you want to listen to us at, mobilely or on your computer. We're
2: everywhere you want to be. I,
1: if they want to talk to us, how do they talk to us? I I, I asked you that question. Man. Yeah, but, I the, but I answered the other question.
2: You're, you're losing it, buddy. No, you're losing it. Come talk to us on Facebook or Twitter. Twitter's our best, your best bet. because yeah. we we tend to to talk there the most. I think we say that every episode, but it's true. We do.
1: Um, it is it's, it's, As of right now, it's true. We're most active there.
2: Yeah, if you want to talk with Johnny specifically, go to Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> that's me. Yeah, and he'll be all over you. And and that sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Like, why don't like rise? That's don't right, ride. that's right. Like flies on shit. <laughs> well, that's a little gross. Do you know who Steve Odenkirk is? Yes, I do. I love him. Did you ever see <laughs> the movie he did? It was a... It was an independent movie he did in the 90s, and he's just a very neurotic person and eats a lot of cereal. Oh,
1: yeah. It has Jim Carrey in it.
2: Yeah, Jim Carrey's in it just like a little bit, though, right? I thought,
1: yeah, he's in a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's, it stars Steve Odenkirk, and Jim Carrey's in a little bit part. Yeah. Which, the reason why I found it and and discovered who Steve Odenkirk was was because I, I loved Jim Carrey movies in the 90s, so I that's was looking funny. Up all these
2: movies. Yeah, it's funny. I worked in a video store, so that's – but there's a scene in that, and it cracks me up. I don't know why I'm thinking about it now and why I'm talking about it right now, but if there's a scene in it where he talks about a fly on a piece of shit – and he doesn't get it how you know because they land on a piece of shit and they look at their hands oh my hands dirty and then they clean their hands off by <laughs> by you know eating all the shit off their hands and then they put their hands back down and they pick it back up oh my hands dirty again and they do it. <laughs> and for high some strung. Reason, that, it's called that, high strung. High strung that is the one and yep. if you haven't seen high strung I highly recommend <laughs> watching it just for that scene. <laughs> Well,
1: there's also the scene there where he's pouring he, – he complains about how you can never get the perfect cereal-to-milk ratio.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the one, man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought it was funny. I liked oh, that movie. I, yeah, I, I cracked up, man. And, well, and
1: Steve Unkrieg also did the Thumb you know, thumb Tannic, the Bat Thumb, th- Thumb Wars. Uh, he also did Kung Pao Enter the Fizz, which I still say is a great movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's just good stuff. All right, guys. So, Instagram is going to be Johnny. Twitter is both of us. Facebook, we're pretty active on Facebook, but not as much. Like, if you post on Facebook, ask questions, we will see it. We just it won't be. You know, Twitter is like
1: well, because of the way Facebook works, it will get notified for it, but it's going to get lost, and it's it's hard to see Facebook notification because it's Facebook. You
2: know what the problem is with Facebook is like you get a notification, it sends you to like this whole page about all the stuff that's going on with your Facebook page as opposed to just sending you to the notification right right it's it's kind of annoying it's really annoying so alright that was the longest weirdest (laughs) outro ever but there you guys go and you know just remember expand your mind and read more see ya
1: copperhead